Hi, I'm Spencer Christian. I've been a broadcast journalist and weathercaster for more than 50 years. And over those years, I've met many remarkable people. Remarkable people with remarkable insight. Now, I'll be talking with them about the issues of the day and about their personal journeys. I'll even share a few of my own. So come join me after the weather, and we'll learn together. On this episode of After the Weather, my guest is celebrated San Francisco artist Elaine Badgley Arnoux, one of the most remarkable and engaging people I have known. Even after her 97th birthday earlier this year, Elaine awakened each day inspired to create artistic renderings of the world as seen through her eyes. Well, Elaine departed this life just weeks ago, on July 15th, but I had the good fortune of recording this conversation with her during her final days, and I'm pleased to share it with you now. This is After the Weather. I am Spencer Christian, your host, and I'm so happy you could join us for this episode because I'm excited about this episode. And Elaine is an artist, author, astute observer of the human condition, and she is my friend. Elaine, welcome to After the Weather. It's great to have you with me. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Elaine, I need to also say uh, a belated happy birthday to you. Uh, and let our our listeners in on the <laughs> <laughs> on the ongoing celebration of your recent ninety seventh birthday. Oh, <laughs> isn't that awful? Oh, I think it's great or because great or whatever. Um, you've had a longer career as an artist than Pablo Picasso. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that he painted till he was about ninety one, and you're still yes, that's right. You're still creating at at age 97. I think that's pretty remarkable. Oh, it may may be dumb. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But your creative creative passion continues. I mean, it it doesn't, it seems undiminished to me. Well, I must say, uh, Spencer, that even as I look out the window, I see patterns. I can't seem to help myself. Yeah, I'm so indoctrinated to the um, drawing and spacing of everything. Well, I I like the way you put that. I can't help myself because that's how I think a true artist always feels, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, I haven't met very many really true artists, but those that I have do come across like that. Right. Yeah. I, there, I, there must be something in every day in your life that that inspires something inside you that makes you want to create and i i think that's that's a gift that i that i just really admire i've I've known a few artists in my day but not many i admire as much as i admire you that's very sweet but you know something we all admire you well <laughs> so so there a little, little mutual admiration society going on here. So there. Well, Elaine, I'm going to share with our listeners that I had the great pleasure and honor of accompanying you uh, at a recent event uh, where your portraits of the last eight mayors of San Francisco were on display in Mayor London Breed's office. Well, it, it's her office now, in the mayor's office. And you have um, you've done portraits of... Um, George Moscone, Diane Feinstein, uh, Art Agnos, uh, Frank Jordan, Willie Brown, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, Ed Lee, and now Mayor London Breed. And she seemed so excited 
to to receive you that day and to have these portraits uh, hanging in her office. I'm wondering, how did you feel that day? Well, you, it's very odd, Spencer. I rarely get worked up inside of myself, <laughs> maybe outside, but not inside. Right. And yet, because I'd been there so many times, and since I really, really loved the portrait of our mayor, I could get excited outside and inside. Yeah. She seemed particularly happy with the, with the portrait you did of her, uh, Mayor, mayor Breed, because she said she was wearing her sexy shoes for you <laughs> in that portrait you did. I, I thought that was so cute. <laughs> it was cute. And I remember when she was wearing them, she was quite pleased with them. <laughs> and I wasn't sure how I felt. But <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know we discussed this before, but I, I want to ask you this again um, about that moment in your early life when you realized you had this talent. Uh, was it a sudden uh, realization, an epiphany, or what, was it something that evolved gradually? For myself, it just popped up. Yeah. But I shouldn't say that. Because, of course, it evolved. But I was so young, I'm not sure where the whole uh, atmosphere came from yeah. that I should be aware of. I See, that that's fascinating. That's fascinating to me because I'm not an artist. But I, when I look at your work, it sort of gives me an idea of how you are seeing people and how you are seeing things. And that's to me, that's an incredible talent. Um, but it started really early in life, right? You were just a young child when you felt inspired child, to draw. Yeah. Nine, yeah. nine years old. I have no idea what led up to it. But the day I was to draw the child, like the rest of the class, I just <laughs> drew him. And <laughs> when it looked like him, I was as shocked as everybody else. That's I was shocked. And, and how did that turn out, uh, that that first drawing? The drawing of the person, to this day, if I, I do have the drawing, if you were to see it, you'd feel life coming from the child. Yeah. That's my intention, is to bring life to the drawing. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, I should also share with our listeners that you were recently celebrated at the mayor's office at City Hall in San Francisco. I was a part of your entourage. <laughs> uh, and yes, in the mayor's are. office now on display are portraits that you have done of, am I getting the number right, the last eight mayors of San Francisco? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've got George yes. Moscone, Diane Feinstein, um, Art Agnos, Frank Jordan, uh, Willie Brown, uh, Gavin Newsom, Ed Lee, and London Breed. Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. I'm proud of you, Spencer. Well, well, uh, I'm proud of you, Elaine. What what made you want to do portraits of the mayors? Well, I admired her in the first place. Yeah. And that, was, that makes a big difference. Right now, I'm torn because... I really want to do the governor. Yeah. I would ask him because I'm so busy. I know I can't and I'm not as well as I would like to be. Right. But 
that intention drives me. The intention. And, and and what is that intention? Can you de- can you describe what that intention is? All right, if I look at you, which I have uh-huh. many times, by the by, I see what I see almost in myself: a very strong, invigorating man. Now, I happen to be a woman, but you right. you happen to be a man. <laughs> you are so invigorating that that the essence of, of your energy. Yeah, gets through to me. That that's interesting, Elaine. You know, it, uh, again, so our listeners will know you have done my portrait, uh, with which I am very happy, by the way. But we did, I, th- I think, we did three seatings or sittings uh, before you produced the final product. And I, I just wondered, is is that typical when when you do a portrait with someone that of, of someone that you have them come for repeated? Sittings, or do you sometimes? No, unless I'm passionate about yeah. the, their looks, not who they are, but how they look. Yeah. If I'm passionate about that, I may want to do them many times. Yeah. Well, you and I had some interesting conversations as you were uh, creating your your impression of me. Uh, it was for me. It was almost like uh, free therapy sessions because oh. you you kept asking me about my life and my interests and my life path and all that. And I'm I sort of felt and maybe I'm off base on this, but I sort of felt that you were capturing all of that in the way that you were painting me. But I must. Yeah, that's my deal with myself. <laughs> that I draw you out. That I find the essence. Of who you are. Got it. I got it. And that's the strongest thing I think I do. You did a portrait of Colin Kaepernick entitled Kneeling Man. And it uh it's a reflection, I think, of your social conscience. It's it's an amazing work. And uh look, I well, I think all of your work is amazing, so I'm I'm your biggest fan. But um there is sitting here, I, I guess it's still in your studio now, your rendering of uh, the January 6th insurrection. Uh, oh, which, yes, that. Oh, my. Yes. It's it's one of the most compelling pieces uh, of art I've, I've seen. And I, I just, I'm just wondering how you were feeling, what you were thinking as you were uh, creating that. Well, it's interesting that you should ask me that, Spencer. Because truly, in my life, I've rarely ever been so visually a part of a painting. Now, the guts of it, of course, was the conflict mm-hmm. between them, <laughs> the outsiders, and the San Franciscans. And to, in order to do that, I had to use both them and my imagination to combine them. Right. And I think I'm happiest with the uh, ability to have that episode mm-hmm. integrated with the Capitol. Yeah. I feel quite good about that. And I, and that's never happened to me. Hmm. I've never tried to merge those two entities. That's interesting. So even after all these years of creating art, uh, you're still finding... Uh, joy and fulfillment in some of your most recent creations, right? Yes, and I'll whisper to you. Okay. (laughs) That may be the end. (laughs) But 
Spencer, it's like I lived my whole life through that big painting. Wow. To be able to inject my feelings into the facade. And the 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 difficulty, and you can talk to most artists who would feel the same way. We're all angry uh, that this took place, but how are we going to present it? Right. So I tried to get all the entities on a similar range so that I could do that. And and this is a terrible thing to say. I felt like this was my last big painting. Well, I hope it's not your last painting, but it certainly is a big painting. Uh, and it, <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> it, it is a big painting. I think I may have shared with you, Elaine, in, in one of our conversations uh, that um, when I was a... Uh, a college freshman, and I first saw in, in, a, in an art class, uh, Guernica. It you know it spoke to me. It cried out at me, uh, as I guess it was designed to do. And your big painting, January sixth, cries out in a in a in a similar way. Um, it, it's it's it says so much. I mean, I, I could I could sit here and write a write a paper on that, that painting, and or at least how it strikes me. It was almost like democracy was screaming for someone to come and rescue it. That's very beautiful, Spencer. And I must tell you that I am still so moved by that incident. Yeah. I probably could tell another story. It's that strong. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. You've, you've told many, many powerful stories that not only in your artwork, I mean, you've uh, you're you're a, an author. You published a, a book uh, about your life and your art uh, entitled "The Crying Bench," uh, which I highly recommend. And you've also <laughs> published a, a book or or two um, of your collections of your uh, portraits, the, the the people of San Francisco. Um, and I'm, I want our listeners to know that. So if they want to see your work. Uh, and they're not able to squeeze into the mayor's office <laughs> to see all those portraits on the wall there. They can they can get your your uh, book, The People of San Francisco, uh, and they can learn more about you by reading your your um, autobiographical work, uh, The Crying Bench. But uh, let me talk about all those mayors whose uh, portraits you've you've done. Uh, I think you said that the one of the most difficult to paint was Gavin Newsom. Uh, why was oh, that? Yes, oh yes, oh yes, and I could cry. Um, I I want him to be my next subject. I doubt that I could get it done now. He's poetic in many ways. Yes, and yet he must come forth as a vital person. He must. And thank God I've seen him when he started, and all through that first. Period and second period, and I don't know if we're up for a third period, but I would love to do him. Yeah, he, he, you know, I like the way you describe him as poetic. He is. Yes, he is. He looks that way, but he also he reacts that way. Yeah, and I'm intrigued by that. As an artist, I and as a person, it seems to me that you find many people intriguing. You are just you seem to be intrigued by the by the passing parade all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it keeps me busy. <laughs> do you do you have a next work in mind? Something that you have wanted to paint that you haven't painted yet? Something you want to draw uh, before um, I yeah. pass? <laughs> Yo, yeah, before it's too late. Yeah. 
Well, Spencer, actually, you're hitting the nail on the head. I paced back and forth a few weeks ago, wondering, what in the hell am I going to do? I mean, it's all gone out of me. And that's never happened. Uh So then I let myself become a vessel for reproduction. Mm -hmm. And I came up with the landscape that we live in. And not always have some of it very difficult as the war in the Ukraine is at this moment. Right. So I would what I would like to do is to be able to feel the essence of the struggle and not demean it, but also not make it a horror story. Right. So I've got my work cut out for me, I guess. Yeah, that's that's quite a challenge you've uh, presented yourself with. I I know that you have had an audience with a number of women in Russia uh, talking about Russians' perceptions of Americans and Americans' perceptions of Russians and, and of course, about this horrible war in Ukraine. Um, What was that like? How did did that start? Oh, my goodness. You you opened up a Pandora's box. You know, one of the first people, women, I did many years ago for my big book was a Russian woman. She was a a very elegant woman who managed to get her beautiful things out of Russia. Not all of them, but some of them. Uh So we talked in a more mundane way about clothes and so forth when I was doing her. But. 40 years later, back at the ranch, I have the occasion to have a woman from the upper Russia to sit for me. And she's both charming and intelligent. Yes. She can wrap her head around standing up for the Ukraine at this point. Mm -hmm. But she's compassionate. Yes. You met her, I think. Yes. I I met uh, Christina. Christina Berger. Yes, Christina, yes. Have you ever uh, completed a work or or found yourself near completion and you looked at it and said, nah, this isn't what I want to do and started all over again? Yes, yes, I have. And I think that happened in this third segment of my paintings when I was living in Los Angeles. And it was (laughs) a bit tricky to change from the country to the city. Uh, But I had to do it in my own time. So I didn't like what I did in the beginning, but later I did. Well, well, your life sort of changed from the country to the city, right? I mean, you were a little little white girl in Nebraska, and now here you are in this diverse community. (laughs) Yes. And... I'm very pleased about that. I think that I'd like the artists who know me or hear about me or care that the Nebraska experience was like my threshold to the to the art world. How do you mean that? The threshold being I almost kneeled on a step when I was a little girl wanting to draw. Yeah. Wanting to be an artist in this very funky little school that I went to, which <laughs> happened to be a very good school, ah. but it certainly did look funky. Yeah, yeah. 
And and did you develop start to develop your social conscience at that early age in Nebraska? Because I know that wasn't a very diverse community in which you grew up, but a lot of your artwork and certainly a lot of our conversations uh, reflect your passion for social justice and and inclusion and all that sort of thing. More than I could expect. I really didn't think it would go that far yeah. or stay there. But it not only has stayed there, but it's endemic to who I am. It is. It is indeed. Well, speaking of things that are endemic to who you are, if um, I'm just wondering if there is any particular work you've done or maybe even a body of your work that you feel is most representative of you as an artist. Uh, for example, if, if I were teaching an art class and we got to the Elaine Badgley Arnoux chapter, <laughs> where would you like me to start? What piece or what pieces would you want to represent you? I would want you to start at the, the year after I began as a little girl, mm -hmm. uh, because that was when I got into wanting to say something about society, but not knowing I did. And that was in the second year when I was still in San Luis. And you were roughly how old then? About nine or 10 when you started? No, no. Oh, when I was nine or 10, yeah. Yeah. 10. But in San Luis, I was 20, 25. Now, I'm wondering what types of people attract you and make you want to paint their portraits. Is there something you see in someone that's, that, you know, excites or, or ignites something inside you and, and makes you say, I want to do a portrait of that person? Well, always. That's the way it is. There's some energy that either passes between us or is all around us. Right. And when that happens, the seeds of experimenting and love all come into it and you're given into it. You better be, yeah. because I'm waiting for you. Well, I remember when uh, I first found, I was first told that you wanted to do my portrait. Um, I'll share with our listeners a wonderful restaurant that no longer exists here in San Francisco called Il Fornaio, where you and I used to meet often. Uh, and I remember walking in there one day, and I guess this was, oh my gosh, 10 years ago. And uh, our friendly bartender, Mario, said elaine is here and she wants to she wants to draw you <laughs> so oh <laughs> and I, rem I i have such wonderful memories of sitting in your studio as you oh. finally uh produced this finished work uh which i is on display in my home right now and i just felt so so honored and i and i and i thought well i guess she may she must see something in me <laughs> Well, you know, Spencer, it's today it's a little odd because I'm somewhat out of sorts. But I am so lucky to know the people like you who have character, who are brimming with love and excitement for the world at large. And I thank you all for that. Well, I all I think all of us who uh have been your your subjects <laughs> of your work. Thank you for for you know capturing seeing something in us and oh. capturing it 
and then and then you know preserving it uh in, in art because it'll be there forever you know it, it's it, it's an amazing feeling I, I guess to be one representative of your of your artistic talent it's it's a great feeling well you have a great face <laughs> that's, that's not hard to figure out <laughs> well you know that's interesting because you can see a lot in a person's face about the person yes. can't you yes i can i'm just wondering what what kinds of things come through i mean because everyone is different right every we we all have different not only physical features but different uh personality traits i guess that show in our well, let me let me just try. This okay. is not the end of the end. Everybody has an approach. Yeah. My approach is that I feel something, and I feel it first before I ever begin, and then as I start to develop it, it gets more exciting. But it's always from a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I I get that. I mean, I'm not an artist, but I certainly understand what you're saying because you know I sat in your studio maybe two or three times before you finished the work. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. and I I was um, s sort of fascinated by by your your method, shall we say? Because y you had me talking to you and sharing life stories as you were working on my portrait. And I said it was the best free therapy session I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, you know, I'm very, very fortunate that I was able to be in France during the three period, three years in which I developed that ability to talk and paint. Ah, uh, yeah. And I'd never been able to do that before. But it was an immediate love affair when I began to do somebody from scratch. Your wonderful book is based in large part on that period of time you spent uh, in France. How did the French receive your work, your artwork? Well, they were stoic to begin with, yeah. which, they, which they are often. I learned while I was there not to pay any attention to that. But, you know, it, it, it got sticky as I was going toward the end of my uh, group of drawings of people. And I was, I was sorry that they couldn't come forth because I loved them. Yeah, I think that, sh well, that shows how your feelings for them uh, is apparent in your, your portraits of them. Your drawings there. Now, do you plan to write another book? Oh, yes. I'm writing uh, my new book, which I'm writing on now, is pertains to my time in, in uh, Madrid, where I spent about six months. Wow. And that is equally as uh, decisive, I guess. Yeah. Well, Elaine, I, it's, I'm so glad you could join us on this, uh, this episode of, of After the Weather. Uh, I encourage... Uh, anyone out there who has any kind of interest at all in art to look up the work of Elaine Badgley Arnoux uh, oh, and, and that wonderful book um, of portraits from a few years ago called The People of San Francisco. Is that right? Yes. 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 Yeah. 
It's uh, that would be fun. Yeah, it it will acquaint anyone who doesn't. Uh, well, it will acquaint even those who already know San Francisco very well, even more intimately with the people of San Francisco. Uh, Elaine, I love you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. You know, you are a winner. <laughs> well, you make me you make me feel like a winner. Thank you. Elaine. Love you. Bye-bye. My thank you to my friend and our guest today, Elaine Badgley Arnoux. She is not only a wonderful artist, but a delightful person. And I'm just so honored to have her as my friend. And thank you for listening to After the Weather. I hope you'll join us for our next episode. After the Weather was edited by Leonard Torres. Our executive producer is Marcus Young. This podcast is a product of ABC7 News. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a like if you liked this episode. I'll talk to you later. Take care and so long for now.